Welcome to episode 196 of Podcateers. This week we discuss some of the food offerings coming to Pixar Fest this summer. Plus we started talking about Pirates of the Caribbean and we kind of lost track of time. So I'm going to try to breeze through the rest of this to get you into the episode. For more info and photos on stuff that we talk about in this episode, head on over to podcateers.com slash 196 and leave us a comment on what you are looking forward to uh, as far as food items are concerned at Pixar Fest or your thoughts on our Pirates conversation. Big shout out goes out to the FGP squad. If you're new to the podcast, the FGP squad are listeners just like you who help us out via Patreon monthly, but we like to call them our podcast fairy godparents. Their support helps making these episodes possible, and if you would like to become a fairy godparent of our podcast, you can do so for as little as $1 per month. You can find more information by going over to podcasters.com FGP, but if you sign up for a contribution of at least $5 per month, you also get the exclusive fairy godparent button as a thank you for your support. So once again, huge shout out and a big thank you to the FGP squad. If you plan on buying something on Amazon anytime soon, help us out by starting that journey at podcateers.com slash Amazon. On that page, you'll find a big Amazon button that when you click on it, will take you to Amazon using our special referral link. And anything that you buy during that trip may earn us a small commission from your purchase. It's not going to cost you anything extra, but it does help us out at the end of the month. So it's a great way to support the podcast with just a few extra clicks. And if you're already doing that, huge thank you goes out to you as well online you'll find us on youtube instagram twitter vero and on facebook just search for podcateers we would love it if you would take some time to go follow like and subscribe to our stuff but if you like the podcast and know somebody who might also like it please share it with them and if you want to follow any or all of us all of our personal social links are available at podcateers.com team Whew, okay I, I think i kept it short that's short right okay so here we go here is episode 196 of podcateers this is our podcast we're a group of friends that loves disney technology art food and more this is podcateers guys because i kind of got the feeling that every time we report on some kind of rumor disney goes and they one-up us and they're like oh yeah that rumor you kind of talked about boom here's your confirmation <laughs> confirmed <laughs> we're kind of like future seers a little know, bit every single time we say something they announce something the next day like <laughs> really dude called really? it you heard it here first well, kind of. You don't hear it Hopefully. till Wednesday. <laughs> Yay, Remy! We're all Remy. staring at Gavin's coffee mug right now. Sorry, Gavin. What's Girl. in your mug? My mug is boring. Mine is just like this. Like, yeah, it's boring. <laughs> is it's that Tron? Definitely... Yeah, totes. It is. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's IKEA. It looked it's, like a light cycle. No, it's no. Uh, VJ's right. It's totally IKEA. Is. It's Ikea? It's totally Ikea. I don't know how you knew that, but he nailed it. It is an Ikea how mug. How did you know that, babe? We, we've been there like That's once. Mm, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, hey, if it reminds you of Tron, then yeah, it is totally Tron. Totally Tron. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the problem with having like a news cycle type podcast, right? That 
unfortunately, you're always possibly a week or so behind. And I think that's why early on when we started the podcast, I really wanted it to be like more conversational, more not necessarily history based, because I think there's a lot of podcasts out there that do an amazing job at the historical side of things. And I think that's really the type of podcast that I like. And don't get me wrong, we will still talk about like news and stuff like that. But it's just fun to kind of give our own perspective on things that happen, right? Yeah, definitely. Agreed. That, that's what I like to do. That's that's why I mean that's why I'm hanging out. To be frank, is to have a great conversation about Disney stuff with my Disney friends. So I'm all about it. And I'm sure that that's why the listeners are hanging too, right? Mm-hmm. That and the free churros. Can I we thought be? the free churros are tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen like <laughs> yeah. free churros tomorrow? Yes, free churros <laughs> tomorrow. Your day guys. early. Your day early. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's tomorrow. Mom. Not today. Tomorrow. Oh man. So what we're referring to is if you guys had a chance to listen to last week's episode or episode one ninety five, if you're listening to these out of order, we were talking about the possibility of Carl Fredrickson's house floating above Sleeping Beauty Castle during Pixar Fest in the new fireworks show. And there was a lot of buzz around this possibly happening, and there was some excitement, and we thought, man, that would be awesome, you know, to see it. We're going to get Buzz Lightyear, but, you know, it's just a rumor. And then the next day, Disney's all like, yeah, Pocketeers, boom, confirmed. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Does this raise the profile of Pixar Fest for you, like seeing Carl Fredrickson's house floating above Sleeping Beauty Castle? I think it definitely does. I think for me, it means that they're going to be adding more and more elements to this and future fireworks shows. You know, I think the first thing that they really added up the game was projections. And now it seems like they're going to be adding, you know, a lot more props and things like that. You know, like the, the was it the 50th anniversary one that they did along Main Street where they had the inflatables that came up off the rooftops? The 60th, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, 60th, 60th, I'm sorry. 60th. Ones, yeah. Aerials um, so, you know, those were kind of like, yeah, decorative or like landscape kind of things. But now it seems like we're getting actual elements and props like the Fredrickson house. And, um, you know, I think that's pretty exciting that they're going to be adding new, you know, more practical effects even um to stuff that because it seems like a lot of a lot of times everything is going towards projections now in the rides and everything and now with this it gets me excited because i think they're going to be combining a little more practical stuff in with it and i think that's really cool yeah this i mean it goes to the origins of the park right where instead of Mm -hmm. relying on a lot of the visual aids that projections Uh, really give to us which isn't bad I love seeing the projections and I love what that brings to the table but I think going back to those practical effects where you have physical items to really tell your story I think really uh, is a a tip of the hat you know to early imagineering I think it would be cool too if uh, since Gavin talked about like the what you call it the under the sea part you know where the Mm -hmm. what were they I don't know what was the seaweed or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, like seaweed, seaweed and coral, coral and stuff. Coral. Yeah. yeah. How would if uh, during the up scene? Because I'm during the or in that picture that we saw on Instagram, I just didn't know how big that house was gonna be. They made our castle, Stephen Beauty Castle, look pretty big in that shot. Yeah, I was like, is that 
Cinderella castle is that Sleeping Beauty castle, <laughs> yeah. you know? But how about if they brought like all balloons like on sides of Main Street on the buildings there, like all these that balloons be cool. just kind of popped up. You know, that'd be kind of cool the, too. Yeah, like projection awesome. wise or like inflatable no, 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 balloons no. above the buildings? Like inflatable like balloons. Above the rooftops of Main exactly. Street, right? Yeah, that mm-hmm. would be awesome. I agree. With with that, that'd with the really house cool. though and the size of it, it's hard to tell from that one picture that they released, right. like how mm-hmm. far behind the castle it is or how close it is. So I don't feel like I have a good sense of the scale of it yet. I, I think we'll probably have to see it in person to really know. Yeah, because yeah, it, it makes it seem like or if, if Buzz Lightyear is going to be bigger than the house, I'm going to be like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, that house is far, far, far away. Far, far, I far guess away. as long as they're not on set at the exact same time, it might not make that right. big of a difference. But I don't think they will be. I mean, yeah. look, yeah. you guys are forgetting two words that define how Disney tells stories along Main Street and along the park, right? Force perspective. And mm-hmm. if the projections alongside the castle on the Matterhorn and everything surrounding it are going to represent these balloons, then even if the house, if it's let's say that his house was on the drawbridge in front of Sleeping Beauty Castle, I don't think mm-hmm. it's going to be much taller than what the entrance, you know, past the moat is. And it's really the forced perspective that's going to make it look like it's this little house that's flying far away. I mean, that's what they're mm-hmm. great at. Yeah, I agree. Now, the idea that you had, BJ, about the balloons just popping up, you know, on Main Street, like, that is very practical. I was being very glamorous and thinking, they need to inflate 2,000 balloons every day <laughs> and release them so that it's an entire 4D experience. That would be wasteful, Hazen. It, you know what? But it would be awesome. We need to save mm-hmm. the environment. Okay, and be so what conscious if of those things? So what if we only did it once for the kickoff of Pixar Fest, and then we use the recyclable inflatables on top of the roofs? Huh? Huh? Just for that one night. That. Just for that one time. <laughs> you know how they rope off the castle for fireworks, mm-hmm. where you can't yeah. really be where the compass is, right? What Diamond if flow. during the show Kevin runs through? Huh? <laughs> Come on. That'd be awesome if you were in the front. Like sitting right in front of the. That's true. <laughs> Other guests wouldn't be able to see that. Yeah. Well. Everybody be screaming. You're like, what? What's going on? What's going on, Kevin? <laughs> yeah, but wouldn't you want to be there early or maybe purchase a dining package to have the opportunity to see that? Yeah, diamond or dining package for sure. But I am not trying to camp out at 12 p.m. <laughs> Dude, right. that is so fun. It's. To sit there for hours and hours and hours. I mean, not that it's happened. I'm not speaking from any type of life experience, especially not in a vlog that we posted for Paint the Night. But I'm just saying, if that was to happen, <laughs> it's a wonderful experience. Are they going to have, um, remember the, how they were trying to enforce the rule where they can't, people can't camp out like an hour or two before? No, I think that's fireworks, fine. Or, I think, think it was like four and five hours they didn't want guests yeah. to do. I, I think it's a, a couple of things though, right? It's a safety concern. So I think they don't want people there for five or six hours, but what they do enforce is they don't really allow people to lay out blankets and stuff like that to mm-hmm. block out pieces of the main street. And mm-hmm. it's really a safety concern. And I, I agree with that. I would much rather be able to walk and not hear, ah, you stepped on my fingers, you know, when it wasn't right. really my <laughs> fault, but... I mean, again, not that that's happened. I'm just saying, 
if that's happened to somebody. Hypothetically. Hypothetically speaking, happened. allegedly. <laughs> but that was that really cool, though, to see a, a sneak peek of the house, yeah, of the castle. Yeah, that's cool. Any sneak peeks that are coming out now, I'm getting really excited for the for Pixar Fest to finally be open and ready for us to see. Then I imagine that you're going absolutely bonkers over the fact that they started releasing some of the food and some of the treats that are coming to both parks. Mm -hmm. I've been waiting all week to ask you guys, tell us a little bit about what's going to be offered and what you're looking forward to the most. Ooh, wh- oh, man. I know I'm probably I'm probably taking AJ's uh, answer, but you the, always do <laughs> the ratatouille. Well, well, uh... well, let's just let AJ answer first, then. Really? Okay, fine. Really? <laughs> All the ratatouille things—is that what you were gonna say? I wasn't gonna say that. <laughs> Everything looks so good and so much fun, and I just love food in general. So obviously, I'm really excited. But one thing I'm really looking forward to is the ratatouille. And that's going to be at Cafe Orleans. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited because Ratatouille is my favorite Pixar movie. What exactly is Ratatouille? Because for people listening that may have seen the film or aren't familiar with the dish, can you describe it for everybody? Ratatouille, it is, well, it could be served multiple ways, but it's mostly like a combination of vegetables like bell peppers, zucchini, you know, some sort of squash, eggplant, tomatoes, and like it's baked, right? With a mm-hmm. with a red yeah. sauce, some sort of something like that. It's amazing. The one in the picture that's going to be served at Cafe Orleans has a shrimp or a couple of shrimps on top of this ratatouille vegetable medley base. I mean, it looks super appetizing, right? But there's a couple of things that really stood out when I saw that is that it doesn't look like the common dish that you would get, you know, for one of these events. It looks really upscale. It looks really Napa Rose. It looks very Carthay Circle. So it looks like for even these smaller dishes around the park, they're really stepping it up for Pixar Fest. Yeah, because when you look at the ratatouille, because they're going to be serving it with... um... I think there's a, it's an appetizer, then the ratatouille, and then a dessert. Um, the ratatouille looked like it would... I thought it was going to be served at Blue Bayou, in all honesty. Mm. Because it's ser- being served with uh, a cheese and fruit plate first. And then the oh, ratatouille. And precious. if you're a vegetarian, then you could get it without the shrimp. But um, might as well enjoy the shrimp on top of it. Or give it to your friends. Give it to your friends, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the stra- uh, the beignets with the strawberry filling and the mascarpone vanilla ice cream. Oh, sounds man. good. Mm-hmm. Sounds I'll pack so good. my lactate for that one. There's just way too many things. There, there, there's a lot of, a lot of nice uh, dishes that are going to be coming out. And there, if, the cool thing about it is it's everywhere at Disneyland and at um, DCA. It looks like they're going to have a lot of up inspired food items too. Like the up tart, how precious! A Nutella pop tart, <laughs> chocolate Fredrickson house, oh, and balloons. Yeah, I, I'm there. Can I'm I so just, there. Can I just say that I love puns? I am part of a very small group of people that can say <laughs> yes. I think they're punny, and I enjoy them every so often. But man, they are going out into the town with these. 
Like yep. the Friedrichsen bologna sandwich from Carnation yeah. Cafe. I mean, if there was ever anyone that can charge $20 for a 10-cent slice of bologna, it's Disneyland. You slap some up marketing on that, and boom, $20 sandwich. Did you see the picture of it, though? How it has, like, the pickles and everything, but that... I'm pretty sure it's going to be ham, or if it is if it is a bologna, that's a thick piece of bologna. I mean, look, it's, it's bologna, right? <laughs> it's, I don't think they would say it's a bologna sandwich and then sell you a ham sandwich they're very different cuts of meat i mean <laughs> you know what i mean so anyway bologna is yeah. more of a pressing of meat yeah oh of of, of oh. L- that's a leftovers bologna bologna <laughs> we call bo- that's that's a bunch of bologna gavin of all the stuff that you've seen so far what are you most looking forward to trying when you're out here I think the thing that I want to get most is Woody's boot, the boot beer float. Dude, seriously. <laughs> <The boot beer. laughs> that looks awesome. It looks big, too. I can't tell how big it is from the picture, but it looks like a decent-sized um, float. It's forced perspective. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. <laughs> as long as there's no but snake in there. I think that's really cool. And I think I the going to should be a gummy snake cool. in it. No. Oh, that'd be if awesome. If there's a snake in there, I don't want it. <laughs> no, because then they have you can that say, in there as like a little stirrer. That'd be funny. There's a there snake go. in my yeah. boot. Well, then you can say if that. there wasn't going to be a, a gummy worm in there representing a snake, you are welcome, Disneyland. <laughs> Maybe they'll confirm <laughs> right? it in a couple days. Next week. Uh, now there's with a gummy worm inside of the boot beer float. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When I saw the boot beer float, I got so excited without reading the caption. And I thought, oh, my God, you're going to be able to drink this thing and then eat the chocolate boot. And then I read it, and it says, oh, <laughs> souvenir Woody's boot from Golden mm-hmm. Horseshoe. Wah, wah, wah. You know how fast that would disintegrate like in the summer? Yeah. That just means Real you got to eat it fast. I would and lose. You know how many kids would get that? Oh, my God. That would just be such a mess. You know what? They just got to eat if it fast. it was a chocolate boot. <laughs> just got to eat it fast. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever seen any kid eat anything fast? Uh, I look- Imagine both your boys getting this chocolate boot. Root beer look, float. It's a oh, win-win. Root beer look, float. every parent will <laughs> might agree with me on this one, okay? That if you buy something like this for your kids, as soon as you see it dripping, two things are going to happen. You're going to say, you better eat that quickly because it's starting to melt. And if you don't, I will take it. And then, I knew you it. know, you wait another minute or two and it starts <laughs> to melt again. It's like, dude, here, let me help you with it. And then you take a big gulp, right? And you take a bite of the chocolate. You give it back to the child, kind of cleaned up. <laughs> A minute later, you have another one, and boom, it's a win-win situation, man. <laughs> Cut okay, to, to be, to kid be clear, only has everybody, a heel. <laughs> for the listeners, to be clear, this is not a chocolate boot. This is a hypothetical <laughs> right now. Yeah. Yes, but we do want to make that clear. Thank you, Gavin. <laughs> Best thing you want is You're to welcome. bite into that plastic boot and be like, this ain't chocolate. Damn, Pocketeers. Pocketeers lie. Pocketeers lie, yeah. <laughs> See, and I'm not real big on the souvenir popcorn buckets and the the souvenir sippers and things like that but this one to me is something that i want i want that boot so i'm i'm definitely going to be getting that when i when i come next speaking of popcorn buckets did you see the mike wazowski and uh sully one though no i didn't see those those look pretty cool they almost look like they're the ones from tokyo they're when i first saw them i was like 
Those are pretty cool. That might have to be a next purchase. Yeah. yeah, there's so many foods, though. Did you see the color-changing noodles? No, no. those I did not see. What? So there's For this... Pixar uh, yeah, it's like a glass noodle. It's going to be served at Lucky Fortune Cookery, and it's a, a vegetarian option. They're like glass noodles. I forget what color they are, but they are cha- they change colors. So you have to like put while like you're this... Eating? Um, well, you're supposed to put the peanut vinaigrette on top of the noodles, and then when you stir it, it goes from a purple to like a red. Mm. Sky and weird. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I'm gonna have to. You're gonna have to show that's us that. That's cool, man. Anytime they can integrate a science lesson into eating, that's pretty rad. I like that. I'm there. I'm so totally there. I wanted to ask you guys: Has there ever been? Because we talked about like the ratatouille and the other themed like actual dishes at the table service type restaurants. I remember in in festivals past that they've had like signature drinks for things like that. But I don't remember them actually having like themed meals for anything like that before. Is this the first time that they're doing something like that? That I could recall. Yeah, it seems like it's because I can't think of anything and it it speaks to what Hazen was saying about how it seems like they're really upping the bar with this whole thing the 60th anniversary didn't they have a lot of stuff but it wasn't I mean even for the diamond celebration though it seemed I mean I I hate to use the term generic but if you think about the cupcakes that they had it was a white cupcake with a little bit of blue frosting those like silver pearls or whatever and like a piece of white chocolate that had a 60 on it you know, when you compare that mm-hmm. like plain cupcake to these alien macaroons that they're going to have, that's a, a step and a half ahead of those cupcakes. Right. That's going to be the most Instagram thing oh, yeah. ever. Once those <laughs> alien macaroons the mac- come out. The macaroons. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. That's a good one. Did you see the alien pasta, too, that they're going to have? Uh-uh. What's the alien pasta? A lot of pasta. It's um, It looks like a pesto, but they were saying the noodles kind of look like DNA strands, so it's kind of like science. There it is. But, um, it's kind of like a pesto. Ah, science. Science. <laughs> science. <laughs> but yeah, they're making a homemade pesto, and it's also <gasps> going to be made with uh, miso. Ooh. So they said that's going to be a really good one. Served where? I believe they didn't. I didn't really see where that one was going to be, but I'm going to assume that it's going to be at um, Pizza Port. I almost said Pizza Planet. But they're going to have Rockets. a Pizza Planet pizza. Pizza Planet pizza? Planet pizza? Something like that. Where it looks like the, the yeah. Pizza Planet logo. So it has like oh, the bell cool. pepper strands and then the pepperoni. There's also going to be a, a cheeseburger pizza. So on the crust of the pizza dough is going to have sesame mm. seeds. Kind of like a sesame seed bun. You know, the cheeseburger huh. pizza is already something Man. that's being that's cool. offered. Uh, in the in the area that's what i was yeah we've had it before and it's actually kind of remarkably good wow okay so i had it maybe about six months ago uh quick shout out to our friends and fairy godparents anitza and juan that's who i was in the park with that day and we ended up getting one of the slices and believe it or not it kind of tasted really close to what an in and out hamburger tastes like wow is it similar to like the tater tots um the late night menu item at a Galactic Tomorrow- Grill. Yeah, Galactic Grill or Tomorrowland Terrace. Uh, no idea. You never n- tried I those? never had it. Ugh, those are so You've good. You've got to go. I do. There's a lot of things <laughs> that I haven't tried. 
but yeah, that burger pizza, uh, if they still have it or if it's anything close to what it tasted like before, it's a win. I would definitely buy it again. So, Hazen, what are you most excited about, about the food offerings? Can I start with what I'm not really excited about? Yeah, yeah. The the churros. Uh, well, let me let me rephrase that. I'm not excited about the Lotso churro because yeah. for some reason, I, I, I think, VJ, we had this conversation, right, where a lot of the churros seem very gimmicky. And when they start mixing the flavors, it's just like they had a lot of this colored sugar mix it in with this one and boom you got a new flavor and for this one it's just i haven't been very impressed with the churro flavors in the past i know that there's some people that are raving about like this watermelon one and stuff like that or the beignets and i don't know i i just give me a classic churro right i'm i'm pretty solid with a classic churro the only one that i am looking forward to only because it resembles some of the pastries that we've had growing up is the coco churro only because it does seem to have a chocolate element to it but at the same time it looks like it's going to have some kind of dipping sauce and Mm -hmm. if it's what i think it is it might be this abuelita's chocolate which is kind of like this hot cocoa that's like super delicious and super like rich and chocolatey that is like the one yeah, that si, is like senor. <laughs> yeah, that's like the one thing that I'm like super looking forward to of everything. In the number two spot, I would say it's probably the alien macaroons. But other than that, I think the general food offerings, uh, like VJ was saying, you know, ha- getting a chance to try a lot of the different actual dishes that they're going to have because these aren't just like desserts, right? They're going all out with actual food items. I was gonna say another thing I'm excited for at corn dog castle the jack jack corn dog did you see that oh the fiery one well it's um it you know how jack jack changes or he has so many different superpowers so it goes the corn dog will go from a spicy link to pepper jack cheese to a chicken i think it was like a chicken sausage or something like that but all in one corn dog wow whoa <laughs> so it's divided into different lengths uh within it or is it like stripes that go all the way through it no i think what they do is just like if you're thinking of a skewer they'll just put Uh the chicken first and then pepper jack and then a spicy Mm. link and then dip that in the corn um corn dog batter fry it and then it's served with a spicy sweet blackberry sauce oh that might have just jumped to the top of my list that to the list (laughs) dude that sounds awesome ready sounds good have that for lunch and the boot for dessert well, there goes so, my summer body that I was wanting so badly. <laughs> so it was 2019, 2019. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, it's over before it even started. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys know this, but for the most part, when we're recording, Lynette is in the next room kind of wrangling the kids, my wife. And mm-hmm. uh, she'll occasionally hear what we're talking about, right? And so she just sent me a text message, and she's like, hey, remember a couple years ago when they had the hot chocolate with the churro combo, like the abuelitas chocolate? She says, I imagine it'll be a lot like that. And I think so, too. I think that when they created that combination, they're going to kind of take it up a notch and add some of the chocolate elements to the churro itself, along with the dipping sauce. So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, that and funnel cake those are some of my weaknesses man i just i love me some funnel cake i regret that it doesn't have an ice cream element to it as far as i can tell 
I think it's just a bunch of berries and some uh, like crumbles or something on top. But if it doesn't happen to have some kind of ice cream, I'm going to have to buy ice cream and put it on top of that funnel cake. <laughs> Next level. <laughs> Pocketeers hack. Yeah, Gibson right. Girl is waiting for you. Yeah, everything should be instead of a la mode, it could be a la Edna mode. Oh my god. Oh, yes. Oh my god. Dude. Surely you're have welcome, that Disney. Out there, right? Boom. Oh no my cakes, god. Though. You There's are welcome, Bobby. Disney. Take it down. <laughs> that that was really Edna good. Mode. Have you were you waiting to say that? <laughs> no, it just came to me. Just came to, I... That was good. Yeah. Props, Gavin. Seriously, Props. seriously. <laughs> All right, so we are going to go ahead and take as many of the food items that have been announced, and we're going to put them in the blog post for this episode. So take a look at podcasters.com slash 196. We'll have a, I don't want to say comprehensive list, because I feel like every day they're announcing new stuff. So we're going to try to add as many as possible, as many photos that are out there, so you guys can see them kind of all in one place. And tell us what you guys are excited about. Which item are you most likely to be like, this is what I got to go buy on the first day. And if I don't have it, I'm going to die. I mean, not really die, right? It's like a, it's one of those like, yeah, I'm just like, yeah I'm bad. you know what I'm talking about, right? So yeah, leave us a comment. <laughs> tell us what you're most looking forward to. We'd love to hear what you guys think about this. Can we get a March Magic update, Gavin? Yeah, so week two is in the books, and we've started round two. So advancing so far um, is Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean. All right, I'll I'll cheer for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Those were our top two seeds in the tournament, so it makes sense that they, they moved on. Uh, I will say Haunted Mansion destroyed its opponent, but it was a little closer for Pirates. So I'm starting to waver on my confidence that Pirates might win it all. So we'll see. What was the percentage? Because I'm a big Thunder fan. I think it was like it. What was the percentage ending on, Hazen? Do you remember for Pirates and Big Thunder? I'm actually looking at I think they were only separated by like maybe 20%. But like Haunted Mansion and I forget who it played. So when Haunted Mansion went up against the Disneyland Railroad in round <laughs> one, it was 70% to 30% Haunted Mansion uh, on that one. When Pirates, out. yeah, but it wasn't uh, very close either. When Pirates went up against Toy Story Midway Mania in round one, it was 74% to 26% Pirates of the Caribbean. And then once we hit round two, it was uh, Haunted Mansion versus splash mountain and that one was 65 percent to 35 percent and the most recent one that we had was pirates of the caribbean against big thunder mountain it was 62 percent to 38 percent pirate dang okay it ended up being a little less close than i thought but there was a moment where i checked it and they were only separated by like maybe 15 percent and i got scared a little bit yeah all of those votes primarily came in in the last two hours of voting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Because there was yeah. a really thin margin between the two until that last two hours. So I'm assuming that Instagram finally showed it to people, you know, from a week ago. And they were like, I got to vote on this. <laughs> or Gavin has 30 other Instagram accounts. And <laughs> I mean, uh, Gavin happen, has a bot. You, you know? have a bot, don't you? <laughs> I was like, VJ, don't talk to people about my business. 
No, but it's cool because people are participating and, and it seems like uh, they're voting every day as we post. So I'm excited. Tell your friends to vote out there. Get everybody involved. Make sure your favorite attraction makes it all the way to the championship, which will be here in like a week. Wow. Time's flying. Uh, I know we've talked a little bit about at the end of March Mayhem, we're going to be giving away a prize that's related to the winning attraction. I want to give you guys a little bit more information on this. The idea behind March Mayhem is to root for your favorite attraction. So obviously all of the votes that everybody's putting in, first of all, like Gavin said, thank you guys. We really appreciate you guys uh, helping vote your attraction through. If Especially you know, for all of those that are passionate about certain attractions. If you want to see it get all the way to the finals, keep voting. Uh, when we have the final matchup, everyone that votes for the winning attraction will be entered to win a prize related to that attraction. So depending on, we don't know what the prize is going to be, obviously, because we don't know what attractions are going to be the final two in round four or the finals, right? So once we kind of know, we'll have a better idea of what we're going to give away. And then we'll post it up on Instagram. And like I said, everyone that ends up voting for the winning attraction they will be automatically entered and we're going to choose somebody at random from everyone that voted. So make sure that you push your attraction through to the end if you want to see it win and you want to be entered to win a prize related to that attraction. I'm, I'm calling it, guys. It's going to be Haunted Mansion. I'm just going to say it. Pirates. What do you think the, what do you think the final matchup's going to be? Uh, I mean, I think I'm being a little biased, right? Because, uh, I mean, honestly, I think it's going to be a Battle of New Orleans Square. I think so, too. It's going to be hard to topple those oh, two. Yeah. I think for most people, those are considered the top two attractions. But so, there can be surprises. Yeah. Space Mountain. Um, is there, what's the bracket look like? There's no, like, is New, New Orleans Square like the West and uh, <laughs> Space no, Mountain it's East? Because like, um, Haunted Mansion and Pirates are on opposite sides of the bracket. So the okay, only cool. time they will meet is if they both make if it they to, go the into the to the finals. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm looking at the bracket. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and as it stands right now, Space Mountain still has an opportunity to make it into round three against Pirates of the Caribbean. Space Mountain, because yep. rooting for as you. Of, <laughs> That's the one that scares me. <laughs> yeah, as yes. of the recording of this episode, you know, we still have Peter Pan's Flight versus Indiana Jones, and we have Radiator Springs Racers up against Space Mountain. The winner of those two matchups will go on to face the Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean in round three, which will give us our final two. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to it, man. I really do think that it's going to turn out to be a battle of the square, as I'm going to dub it. You know, <laughs> A but square off. A square off. I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong, right? Like you said, there's a couple of, of sleepers that honestly I didn't think were going to make it through. And they did, but uh, whatever. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Like, I really wanted Mission Breakout to make it through, and then Splash made it through. But whatevs. It's going to be an awesome final four. He's not bitter. I'm not. I'm not. Where's my coffee mug? (laughs) He's sipping like Kermit, just minding his – because it's none of his business. It's none of my business. That's right. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, considering we're talking about New Orleans Square and Pirates of the Caribbean right now, as we're recording this episode, we are a day away from the anniversary of Pirates of the Caribbean. 
And, you know, we wanted to talk a little bit about the attraction itself, uh, some of our memories of the attraction, and just kind of have a little bit of a discussion about some of the changes, how we've perceived them, and, you know, maybe how you guys have perceived them. If you guys want to join in, leave us some comments after hearing this. <clears throat> but uh, in general, uh, if you guys want to hear a little bit more about the actual history of Pirates of the Caribbean, really early on in the podcast, we ended up doing an episode uh, related to the history. It was episode 39, believe it or not. So podcasters.com slash 39. Uh, I think the episode was called A Vast Mateys. I don't, I don't remember. But Sounds I, right. I think we did a pretty... I mean, look, we're not historians, right? And I've never claimed to be one. But I think we did a pretty decent job of kind of chronicling the history. I mean, Gavin, you're like a huge Pirates fan. Like, do you remember the episode? I do. I remember it very well. And you guys did an excellent job. And I, I think I remember learning a couple of things from your episode. So, yeah, if you guys haven't listened to it out there, I would definitely say just go back and give that one a listen. Um, they did a great job kind of giving the history, the origins. So if, you, if you're interested in the attraction, if you want to know more about it and how it came to be, go back and check it out. I think today's discussion, we're going to be talking more about what we love about the mansion and, and how we experience it today. You mean pirates? Pirates. Sorry. <laughs> pirates. You, you, See, you got mansion on my you're brain. Already rooting for the mansion, buddy. They Good got job. me psyched out. I don't. They got me psyched out right now. Uh, in the words Pirates. of the hatbox ghost. <laughs> <laughs> in the words. Exactly. Yeah. In um, in the words of the hatbox ghost. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. But yeah, go back and listen to that episode. What'd you say? Thirty-eight, thirty-seven. I think it was thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. I, think 39. I want to say it was thirty-nine. Yeah. Cool. So I guess to kind of recap, just the brief history, right? So Pirates of the Caribbean opened back March 18th, 1968. It holds the distinct honor of being the final attraction that Walt Disney worked on prior to his passing. It's uh, 67. It was 67? What did I say? 60... 68. Oh, 67. I'm sorry. That's right. Yeah. See, Gavin did learn something. Guys, go back and listen to that episode. Apparently, I didn't learn it, but Gavin did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three months after Walt's passing is when the attraction ended up opening. Originally, it was going to be kind of like this wax museum. It was going to be a walkthrough, and it was really the success of when they implemented the boat attraction with It's a Small World and the audio animatronics that they had built for the World's Fair that Walt said, you know what, this is the type of attraction that Pirates needs to be. And he kind of had Mark Davis say, look, go at it, design this. You have a wonderful sense of humor. You have a great way of you know, portraying these characters. That's what he did. But when he started realizing, hey, look, this pirates are not all what they're cracked up to be in these movies, he made them a little bit more jovial. And even though there's a little tension and a lot of stuff happening in the attraction, for the most part, it's a very jovial attraction. And yeah, I mean, once that one was open, uh, December of 73 is when Magic Kingdom got their version. Uh, April 1983 is when Tokyo Disney got their version. And then um, it was uh, late 80s, 87 or 88, when the Disney Gallery opened. That's when the queue for Pirates of the Caribbean was restructured. They added the, the bridge. And uh, 92 is when Disneyland Paris got their version. And then in the in the mid to late 90s is when 
things started making former Imagineer Exitensio mad when uh, people started calling, you know, the the attraction very misogynistic. And, you know, there was all these calls of you need to change it. You know, the pirates shouldn't be doing this to the women. And it was uh, it was a good step, you know, ahead. I mean, I kind of fall on both sides of this and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, in 20, in two, 2002, 2000, 2003 is when Pirates of the Caribbean, the first movie came out. And then mm-hmm. right before the release of Dead Man's Chest is when they ended up adding Johnny Depp and Jeffrey Rush's characters, Captain Jack Sparrow and Captain Barbosa to the attraction. Uh, I think that's when they also added, was that when they added Davy Jones to the Mist projection? Mm, I think that was. Well, that was I think the, that was at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it was at the same time, right? Yeah, so then that got added because Blackbeard got added right before Stranger Tides. Mm-hmm. And then in 2016, uh, when Shanghai Disneyland opened, that's when their version, and it's and it's an amazing version, which VJ does not want to watch because he says he just wants to experience it in person. <laughs> Um, and I kind of don't blame him, right? I, I don't blame him for that. I don't see myself going to Shanghai anytime soon. So I was like, give me all the YouTube videos on it. <laughs> and then last year, I remember there was a huge ruckus on social media because Johnny Depp appeared on the attraction to promote Dead Men Tell No Tales. And uh, that's kind of where we are, right? Oh, I'm sorry. And so at the end of last year, the announcement was made that the redhead scene was going to be changing in the attraction where the redhead is no longer being sold at auction along with the other women of the town. Uh, She's going to be a pirate now. So they're reimagining her character for the attraction. And that kind of brings us to now where Disney has officially announced that on April 23rd is when they are shutting down pirates of the caribbean for a couple of months to spruce it up you know they do this fairly often they shut down an attraction they repaint a few things they you know grease up the animatronics and uh this is the time where they're going to be reimagining that scene so there's there's your cliff notes version history of pirates of the caribbean so uh gavin let's start with you uh, what what are some of your favorite things about the attraction or what are some of the memories that really stick out to you? All right. Sit tight. Uh, as, as you all know, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is my favorite Disneyland attraction. It is? And word? I've loved it <laughs> since I was a little kid, since the very first time I went to the park, which was 1984. And that is the ride that just absolutely you know blew me away as a kid it it transported me to another place and another time uh, pretty much unlike any other ride did for me and to this day I love it for that reason I feel like it does as good or better of job of transporting you into another place um, than any attraction that Disney has done, at least at the Disneyland Resort and what existed in Disney World at, in 1989, which was the last time I was there. Um, I, I just love how they pull it off and the way that they do it. You know, I feel like what the first third of that ride does is set the mood. You know, it transports you and it, and it takes you on this little journey and it kind of builds up what you're about to see. And that's actually my favorite part of the ride. You know, when you take off through the bayou 
and then you go down a couple waterfalls and then you're in the sea caves and you hear the music and you see the skeletons and you know kind of the aftermath of pirates being there and stowing their treasure and their weapons and things like that and then it's like okay now it's on we go right into a battle scene and and here we are sacking a town and that first third does such a great job with set design and placemaking and uh, you know it just it is all encompassing you know the fact that they painted it the the night sky in there and that it's all dark and it's like it's at night you see the mm-hmm. fireflies you see you know everything has you know an effect on the ambiance that just it totally transports you and i think they do a great job of it you know i, I like to say that they're they're riding you through the transition they're riding you into the attraction whereas now a lot of them you know, they walk you into the attraction like Indiana Jones, like they do a great job of setting that scene the same way, but they make you do it. They make you walk through it. And, you know, like Radiator Springs Racers is like by the time you get up there to the cars, you've kind of walked yourself into that transition. What I love about Pirates is that you get to sail through that transition. And I just think to me, that's just extra magical. And I love the way that they do it. So um that's the biggest thing for me is i feel like it does a great job of taking you to another place and you know as a little boy i romanticized the idea of pirates and you know all of that and i think they did a great job of kind of like hazen said showing you the fun side of this swashbuckling life and kind of the comedy of it and then kind of the comedic after effect it's like yeah they burned down the town but they're happy and drunk so <laughs> it's all good uh, yo ho, yo ho. <laughs> and it's still just impressive i mean it's a massive massive attraction with i think there's 75 animatronic characters in it and there's very few attractions throughout the world that can compare to the level of of the pirates attraction the fact that they had to figure out a way to sail you out of the park so they could build a show building big enough to house it speaks to just how epic it is and that started that tradition of you know all those outbuildings and moving you under the train tracks like haunted mansion does and like uh, indiana jones does because they needed more space and you know pirates was kind of the first one to do that and it's to me, it's still so epic. Every time I ride it, I just feel the immensity of it. And I, I find it impressive. So it stands the test of time to me. I am one that has enjoyed seeing the changes that they've made, that they've brought to it to kind of, you know, bring in the characters from the movies, which that's another incredible thing. That It's a ride that launched a hugely successful franchise of movies, which that's unprecedented. And... You know, I like that they're, you know, trying to keep it fresh and they every once in a while they add an effect like the the mist waterfall and the projections on it and things like that. And, you know, I'm excited to see what they do with the redhead. Um, I'm always excited to see what Imagineering is cooking up and the fact that they're giving some love to my favorite attraction and they're going to spruce up a scene and change it and give it a new dynamic. I'm all about it. I, I can't wait to see what they do. Yeah. So that's my nutshell, Pirates. 
reaction. And that's <laughs> Gavin's pitch to why you should choose exactly. Pirates of the Caribbean March whoa, Mayhem. for March Madness. Whoa, whoa, wait a second. I didn't know that <laughs> oh, was the March case. Mayhem. Sorry. What? Okay, wait a second. So here's why I love the Haunted Mansion, guys. No. In next week's episode, we'll be dedicating some time to the Haunted Mansion. That's how it works, right? When they debate, no, we, they both get equal time. in August. We can't do that until August. Until August. Sorry, Hazen. I'm still pulling for Space Mountain. Just saying. Me too. What? Yeah. Why do you always choose what I choose? We're Disney for two. Yeah. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, DF2, what about no, you guys? That's my favorite. Well, Memories. I think, I think Gavin. Uh, I know. How do you top that? Took it, <laughs> took it away and ran with it. Wow. Um, I know I've said a lot of things about pirates before, about how it, it is a, a long attraction that you, you do have to be committed to. Um, it's about, was it 15 minutes long? Mm-hmm. 15 I actually have the times pulled up right now because I think it's really fascinating. So the shortest one is in the Magic Kingdom, and it's 8 minutes and 30 seconds. And then Oddly Tokyo, enough, that's AJ's favorite. Tokyo Disneyland <laughs> is 9 and a half minutes. Disneyland Paris Paris is 10 and a half minutes and then Disneyland is 15 and a half minutes so full Woo-hoo. 5 minutes longer than the next longest yeah. one and Epic. most of it and most of it is <laughs> going down waterfalls and then being pulled up by that chain i just want to say that <laughs> well, yeah. waiting to be pulled up by the chain <laughs> waiting exactly <laughs> i don't i don't think they time it when there's a backup there at the end i think they time uh, it i don't know i don't know <laughs> i think we should time it we should do a real time ride through and just have like okay. a countdown timer on the bottom corner and see what it really takes <laughs> to get through the entire attraction <laughs> I like oh it. My. Sorry to interrupt, AJ. <laughs> He's like, well, actually, here are the exact <clears throat> times of yeah. well, Pirates. Actually, actually, uh, remember how you said how many how many animatronics did you say there were? 75? I think there's like 75. Supposedly, according to uh, online, because everything's everything you read online is true, right? Um, it's 119 audio animatronics. Wow. Okay. I guess if you count chickens and goats and donkeys Cats. Yeah. and Dogs, cats. Yep, yeah, Black I can see that. The 17 <laughs> times that Captain Jack Sparrow appears in the attraction? Yeah, I guess so, right? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, wait, real quick before uh, before you continue, Dang. EJ. With I'm Gavin, <laughs> when um, you liked all the different changes um, throughout uh, the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but with the new change to the redhead and how so many people are signing petitions on don't change the redhead. Um, do you think they would have? There would have been so much ruckus about it back then if there was social media, with the whole like uh, men chasing the women or women chasing the men or the girl coming out of the barrel and all those other ones that have been changed. Yeah, I find this one interesting because, you know, I think yeah, everything gets more viral now because it's so easy to become so. But I find this one really interesting because it's almost like reverse PC because they wanted to Mm -hmm. take all the chauvinism out of it. Mm -hmm. But now we're ticked that they can't be selling brides anymore. You know, we want to keep it the same way. So it doesn't really make sense why people are up in arms aside from the fact that they want things to remain the same. They want so many people want Disneyland to be like a museum to Walt, you know, and this was the last attraction that he 
personally had his hands on mm -hmm. and people have become so nostalgic about several Disneyland things, mostly all the original things that exist still. And when those changes come about, people have a hard time handling it. I'm on the opposite side where Walt was always plussing. Walt was always changing, always right. moving forward. And I want to see what new magical things they can create. And so that gets me really excited. I think that, you know, different eras are going to give you different reactions to these types of changes. Um, but this one kind of mystifies me. I'm really surprised because especially <clears throat> all the female empowerment that we're seeing, all of the strong um, female role models in movies and, and television and, and even music and, and everything really, it, it, it seems like this really powerful direction that things are going and this one thing though we want to keep in its place and that's yeah. that's weird to me I, I i don't really understand the thinking behind that but again i i i'm not in everybody's brains i don't know what they're thinking i know what i am thinking and i'm excited to see what they come up with when they unveil it well that's what that's why i asked the question because with so many things that have already changed um like it's already changed so much. It's not how Walt left it. So right. I don't know why so many people are, oh, keep the redhead the same. So now when the redhead becomes a pirate, are there still going to be brides there being auctioned off? I think the story now is that they're auctioning off the things that they've pillaged. I think that's the thing that was presented um, at because they announced it at D23, right? At the yeah, yeah I, I just forgot what and, was. And I'm pretty sure with the the concept art that they released, that was the intention that was put across to me is that it was, OK, here's a, a new female pirate captain. Her and her crew have stolen all this stuff after they sacked the town and they're auctioning it off to each other. Cool. That's what I gather. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for the change. The other thing I want to say is that, you know, when people get overly nostalgic about something like this that we've had for 50 years, that mm -hmm. we've all ridden a thousand times, that there mm -hmm. are a million pictures and films of, it's like, we've seen it. We're never going to forget it. We can go back right. and look at it if we want to. Right. You know, let's try something new. You know, let's, let's, let's spruce it up. Let's plus it. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And right. finally back to AJ. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I I actually really do enjoy the ride at Disneyland as well. VJ's really? rolling his eyes. <laughs> no, I do because when Hazen... News to me. <laughs> well, when Hazen was asking us, you know, start thinking about memories that you have of Pirates of the Caribbean, I really started to think, and I do have early memories of going on this attraction. And I also remember dining at Blue Bayou and seeing... You know, the boats go by. It is a whole experience. And like Gavin was saying, it really takes you into in, into another world, just like how Walt would have wanted. And um, I love the film franchise. It's actually, isn't that my favorite? Isn't that what I said? Yeah, it's one of your favorites. <laughs> I, I have to ask BJ. <laughs> I tell you, I love all <laughs> things Disney. So it's really hard for me to choose. I wasn't sure which one I said, but I really do love um, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and all of that music and how they implemented stuff from the ride into the movies. And then um, for the new changes for the redhead, I'm excited. 
um, like Gavin was saying as well, um, new things. It's going to be plus. You know, I'm excited to see new changes. And then also, since the attraction has to go down anyway uh, for refurbishment, what if they're going to do something else to the attraction? What if they're going to add new things to other places that just haven't been announced yet? You know, wouldn't that be cool? Very true. A little surprise. It could be a surprise <laughs> and delight. You never know. That's true. Um, but yeah, you, you heard it here first. <laughs> it's recorded now. I really do enjoy this attraction. And, you know, it's a, it's a classic but I still do love Space Mountain. I'm still going to be voting <laughs> and rooting for Space Mountain. Um, That's just awesome. that out there. Stay but true to your faves. Stay true to your faves, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited to see the new, the new changes for Pirates. Well, my memories um, and the things I love about Pirate, um, I do remember it writing as a kid with my family, or I guess AJ has one more thing. What was that? I'm so sorry. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> um, when I was younger, you know the, the fire scene? Yes. I used yeah. to think that the fire was real. And <laughs> yeah. I was I would yeah. think to myself, how do they keep the fire going, but how does everything like still stay yeah. intact? <laughs> that, why are they so happy? And why are they so happy? And how is it like not it's like kinda warm in here, but it's not like fire hot. But you smell the smoke. But, yeah. <laughs> how does that fire keep burning so long? <laughs> you know, yeah, there's yeah. a there's a that legend that child. when they brought the inspectors in to you know give it the final okay that one of the inspectors said everything's good except you can't have live flame in here so you're gonna have to figure out some other way to do that because they were convinced it was live flame too wow Wow. that's that's not legend my friend that is actual factual is it verified i I always heard that it was just a legend no no i'm going with you heard it here first i'm just making it factual (laughs) oh my i like it um I think there was another story, but I just can't remember right now. <laughs> but wait I'll till just, VJ yeah, starts talking. I'll just share talking. that one. I know. I'll just wait till he starts talking, then I'll remember. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, you know, those little things when you're a, a child yeah. and you, you think that they're real. And, you know, when you're younger, even now, I still believe that the Disney magic is real. So, <laughs> well, that's because one of my it earliest, is. I know, right? It is. Yeah, it is. Um, I want to say that our Pirates is my official first drop ride with uh yeah as a kid (laughs) that thing scared the heck out of me because you see (laughs) when you're looking at the skull talk you're like oh and then that that's a big drop and i i don't know what the the specs are but it kind of feels longer than splash mountain i i don't know if it is i don't know what the degree is on the drop but it's it's a nice drop, and there's two sh- of them at Disneyland. It, I think it's shorter. Oh, I, no, I know it's shorter than the drop on Splash, but it's mm-hmm. longer because that drop on Splash is fast. It's a right, really right. fast drop. So, but I think because it, you're in the dark too. Exactly. Yeah, when you're in the dark, you it feels more epic. It's right. It's, it's fun. I remember being scared as a kid too. <laughs> um, but I I love all like uh, you hear about. Oh, that's a human skull. You know, on the headboard. And fairly recently in the treasure room, there was a Jack Sparrow Lego the Lego uh-huh. on the yeah. on the chest. We have a picture of it. And then yep. I don't I don't know who took it away, but that was that was funny to see a mini Jack uh, Jack Sparrow Lego on the chest. And then there was mm-hmm. even lightsabers in the very back in that barrel. Yeah, there's so many cool things. Like I, I just like seeing the little details. Like uh, AJ uh, mentioned a while ago that 
uh, the scene with uh, Carlos. Carlos, the pirate. <laughs> Uh, it has the same colors and the same scheme as Captain Hook. I mean, he even has a hook, you know, mm-hmm. the yeah, same yeah. colors. And then the flute player, it looks like Smee, you know, has the same colors yeah. and everything. So just little details like that. If I mean, I, I remember as a kid, too, <laughs> um, telling my mom when we're going under the bridge and you see the guy just, you know, drinking or spilling. Is he spilling? Spilling rum? With his but foot. His, his, his foot was foot. Bl- His foot used to be black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I'm so like. so dark and dirty. But now it's clean. I'm like, mm, it used to be black. Like, what happened? Um, it was plus. But, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Imagineers did too good of a job on that one. Uh, but yeah, I used, I used to think that the people with the dog scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the keys, I used to think those people were real, you know, and the yeah. dog was real. And I was like, oh, my God, that dog just sits there, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm like six years old. I mean, it really makes you believe that everything See? is really happening, yeah. you know. And the fire is real. <laughs> the dog is real. And that's really and a then, testament to what good of a job they did with all of the a- the audio animatronics, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, but, yeah, even the Hidden Mickeys there, those are those probably oh, one of my yeah. favorite Hidden Mickeys throughout the park i mean that one on the armor yeah that was mm-hmm. really cool but yeah i mean gavin and aj touched on so much that i was gonna say too but uh i do want to say tip from all of us um if you're gonna go on the attraction and there's two lines left and right choose the right side that's the faster one Every that's time. my tip and then i don't know if you guys ever noticed too when you go onto the right side they have paintings of all the different pirates. Mm-hmm. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, Barbosa only has four fingers. Yeah. If anybody yeah. sees that, that, takes a picture, like tag, tag us. us. It. Yeah. Nice. Once you see it, <laughs> you can't was... unsee it. Yeah. I'm like, four, he fingered has Barbosa. four fingers. What's going on? It's to make sure you're paying attention. Yeah. He but, passed the test. Yeah. But I love how the, the attraction keeps evolving and with the movies and everything. So I'm excited to see the redhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, you? the four fingers is totally one of those like five legged goat things, right? Like at Walt Disney <laughs> yeah. World, yeah. where like once you know it's there, you can't unsee it anymore. But what's uh, the five legged goat thing? Oh, so at Walt Disney World, there's this huge mural of stuff like like Mary Blair type art, right? And right smack in the mural, there's a goat with five legs. I'm going to find a photo of it and I'll post it up in the blog post for the episode. So podcasters.com slash 196. I know that there's tons of people that frequent Walt Disney World that already know about uh, the five-legged goat. I think it's at the Contemporary oh. Resort. Contemporary, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's at the oh, Contemporary, yeah. Oh, big mosaic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it's, okay. it's got five legs. And so it really even has five a, legs. a trading pin if you keep an eye out in the parks. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Collectible. So uh, the drops that you guys were talking about, uh, I think the splash drop is just about 50 feet. And I think the Pirates one seems like it's longer because it's in the dark, but it's only about 14 feet. That's only a 14-foot drop? I think so. If I remember correctly, I think it's about a 14-foot drop. I don't know, because I used to stand when when the drop goes (laughs) before they uh, put um, infrared cameras yeah, um, but I, yeah. If, if I remember correctly, stand, but I would be like, Ooh. yeah. If I remember correctly, <laughs> it's not even twenty. Yeah. So, 
I mean, what can I say that you guys haven't already said, right? It's, uh, I think you guys have said it all. So that's going to conclude this episode of Podcateers. (laughs) Thank you so much for watching. Make sure to check out the blog post. Yeah, exactly. Episode 196. (laughs) He said watching. Yeah, I mean. Oh, listening. (laughs) Sorry. As far as memories, um, I don't know if it was my first drop ride. Uh, I want to say it was pretty close. It, It might be. Uh, I didn't frequent Disneyland as a child all that much. I remember going once, maybe twice. Uh, I didn't really start going until I was an adult. So I don't have many childhood memories of Disneyland in general. Um, I get more geeked out about the history of Disneyland. Like once I start learning, like I enjoy the attractions, right? And I enjoy what I see when I ride them. Pirates is one of those attractions where if you stand in a 40-minute line, you don't feel shafted, right? You feel like you got your 40 minutes lines worth out of that one. Right. Where in some cases you stand in line for 15 minutes, you go on a two minute attraction. You're like, what? That was it. Uh, And pirates doesn't feel like that to me. Uh, Like you were saying, Gavin, the storytelling, the props, the just everything in general is so well done that it makes you forget that you're on an attraction and it really makes you feel like you're in this world. Uh, As far as, changes uh i like the changes that are coming you know when we first made the announcement that the redhead was changing uh it was back in episode 159 that we talked about it you know i had mentioned mark davis's painting when you first get into like the grotto area uh if you guys remember right before you see the like the giant treasure scene over on the right hand side at disneyland there's a painting that mark davis made of a female pirate where the where the skeletons are drinking and the the name of that one is portrait of things to come really i think what it symbolized was the idea of the redhead being a pirate was always there from the beginning it just wasn't implemented and i think that like you said gavin if walt was around now uh or if he was there longer after seeing the attraction since he was always plussing things up he would have said hey man i really like that redheaded pirate idea let's add her to the attraction or let's change this redhead to be a pirate like i don't feel like it's something so far out that walt would not have wanted to do it right Mm -hmm. uh as far as everything else that's going on it does seem very fitting considering the current climate in Hollywood and like you said all these strong female role model type roles that we're seeing in films these days uh, it just kind of seems that Disney was ahead of the curve when all these changes began because this was announced prior to this movement becoming this big thing in Hollywood right this was already something that was in the works at Imagineering so considering that they were kind of on the forefront of it I think is really cool aside from all the history stuff Uh, It's probably more of the Blue Bayou experience for me, I think. Having the chance to sit there with my wife, and I think we had like an anniversary dinner there for the first time, the first time we ate there. And uh, it was... It was one of those like, oh, it's very upscale for us, right? Because it was a step up from the corn dogs and Carnation Cafe and all that stuff. So, uh, I mean, we were a lot younger. We're like, it was, right? It's fine dining compared to the corn dog cart. So uh, I think my memory uh, is really geared towards that. And then uh, after our kids started going, I think like you, VJ, our youngest son 
that was definitely his first drop ride. And I, I'll never forget the first time we wrote it where like he was just like, oh, dad, what's happening? What's happening? Ah! And then he just like freaked. Right. And he was just composing himself when the second drop. Second happened. One. <laughs> now he doesn't necessarily like it. He'll go on it as long as we're holding on to him. But it's not like his favorite because of the drops. I'm sure that'll change. Uh, but yeah, I think depending on when you write it, I think your memories will always be comprised of milestones. You know, when you wrote it for the first time as a child, when you wrote it with the first time with your significant other, when you wrote it with the first time with your children. So I think in general, those types of memories are just relative to what's happening in your life at the time. Mm -hmm. But like I said, in general, just I geek out about the history and what goes on in the background to make those types of attractions happen. Uh, with that said, before Pirates uh, changed with Johnny Depp, what do you think the primary story was? You know, because I feel like when they added Johnny Depp that you were building the story in your own head, right? Because there was no straightforward story that they were trying to tell you. But I feel like, I don't feel, I kind of know that when Johnny Depp was added, the entire story was just, where's Jack? You know? Yeah, for me, I think that that definitely changed the story in a way. What I feel like, though, is that the core story, which is basically, let's sail and follow a band of pirates as they siege and then sack a town. And then see the aftermath of that. That core story is still there, but there's an added element of while they're doing this, they're still on this general mission of searching out Jack and his whereabouts. So to me, it just added a layer to the story. It didn't really change the overall story. But I know that a lot of people are, you know, they're kind of confused by it. like what a, what's supposed to be going on here? Like, why are we looking for Jack? Are we selling brides? Are we being chased by women like what what's going on here and and it can be a little chaotic with all of the changes that have taken place but that's kind of how i look at it is two very simple story elements the first one being we're pirates we're sacking a town that's what we do and the second one is while we're here we need to see if jack's here too because we're looking for jack and that's it what about you guys because i really feel like and look, I don't have anything against it, right? I know I've given my brother a hard time about it because he's a Johnny Depp fan <laughs> and he's a big Pirates fan as well. But Shout out, Mario. I feel like the addition of Captain Jack, especially the fact that he appears three times in the attraction, for a younger audience, the attraction is no longer about this story that you're talking about, Gavin, that it's like what Pirates do. It's where is Jack, right? It turns into a like a... So what are those games where you're like looking for something, right? I want to say where's Waldo. <laughs> yeah, like that's kind of what it is, right? Like Carmen where's Jack? <laughs> well, I think that can give the younger audiences a better, like an easier way to understand the attraction. You know, if they're familiar with the movies and they're like, oh, I know Jack Sparrow. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to go look for him in this attraction. And then, you know, for us, we've been around longer. We've seen all of the changes or most of the changes and we can follow along with the original storyline so i feel like it can go both ways yeah mm -hmm. i really like obviously i'm a, i am a huge johnny depp and well jack sparrow fan <laughs> and i love 
I love him in the attraction. And I really wish I could have been there that night that he was there. Oh, I'm too. not not bitter about that <laughs> at all. Me too. Take a sip but, of the yeah. tea. Take a sip of the tea. <laughs> I'm just saying, not complaining, just happy to be here. But yeah, I really wanted to be there. For me, I think what Gavin said, that's how I look at pirates is this is just a pirate's life, you know, everything from being buried with your treasure to the auctioning of the bride, drinking rum, you know, burning down villages and just having a good time Sleeping because they're in that's the mud a pirate. With your pigs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Singing with the dog and pirate's yeah. life and the donkey coming out. The, I mean, there's <laughs> I, I see that part of the story. To be honest, I didn't originally think there was a storyline that went with pirates besides just following along on different adventures. And I didn't really uh, it's not I know it's not a Disney film, but until I watched the Goonies, that's probably when I really Mm. started enjoying Pirates of the Caribbean because I was like, (laughs) oh, my God, it's kind of like one eyed Willie, you know, (laughs) Um, and how like there's booby traps or whatever there is. But I mean, when you go from (laughs) seeing a skeleton in in a bed and then skeleton in with all the treasure and then all of a sudden a battle scene i'm it was just to me it was just all this is just a pirate's life you know Mm -hmm. but then seeing oh an addition to where's jack where's jack i i don't know i think that to me it's kind of like two separate things where okay pirate's life and then oh here this is obviously for the spinoffs for the movies and Mm -hmm. now you get to follow along and i think that's really more for the kids like aj was saying but um, that's that's what I get from it. But I don't I don't know if there is a storyline that ties in both to be like it has to be together. Does that make sense? No, it makes yeah. total sense. No, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I feel like it's more about scenes and characters than it is right. about plot lines. You know? Exactly. It's really yeah. just about setting these various Bigger scenes picture. of things that are happening. And we just get to see those little separate scenes play out, you know, because they don't really play into each other one after another. It's basically just here's a scene of them attacking from their ship. Here's a scene of them interrogating the governor. Here's a scene of them selling brides that they've rounded up. And so they don't, they never really had a continuous story anyway. It -hmm. was really just like placemaking and, you know, world building within that attraction to give you, like VJ said, a shot of a pirate's life. And so adding Depp, kind of gave it its actual first story element really and you know and and i don't have any problem with it i can see how a lot of people would see that it muddles things a little bit now if they were going to change the redhead into um elizabeth swan then maybe they'll start to really get muddled with everything and i don't know if that would work at all but you know it'll be interesting to see how that affects this very topic that we're talking about. You know, when we go through now and we see this new scene, which is really the, the highlight scene in a lot of ways of that section of the ride is that right. the bride auction and changing that entirely. It'll be interesting to see how this kind of changes the flow of any perceived story that we may have when they unveil it. So it'd be interesting to kind of revisit this particular part of the discussion after it. Right. I'm I'm interested in seeing because when you see Jack Sparrow and you see the differences between the animatronics where you're like, oh, okay, animatronic pirate. And then, oh, my God, is that a 
yeah person playing jack sparrow yeah how's the redhead gonna look is she gonna look similar to the pirates that are gonna be around her i don't think so I'm, i know it's probably no. gonna be all new yeah. but is she gonna have kind of like an age like a retro look or it'll be interesting because if they're gonna keep the like say the auctioneer i mean he's and it's gonna be right next to the redhead pirate like that's gonna be a yeah. night night and day difference you know yeah I agree. So, I agree. I mean, right now though, Johnny Depp, Jack Sparrow, is is right next to some older. Oh, that is true. It's not that o- like when he pops out of the when he pops out of the but barrel. I, I have to say that it does take you a little bit out of the element because he looks so much more lifelike than the others. I mean, going back to what we were saying earlier about how it, like when Mark Davis was designing it, it was very jovial, right? And a lot of the pirates have this mm-hmm. caricature-like essence to all of them, but Johnny Depp really broke, well, it wasn't just uh, Jack Sparrow, it was also Captain Barbosa because when both of those animatronics were added, it really took you out and you thought like, wait a second, is like you said, is that a real person? Uh, and I think the redhead... It's going to look a lot more like a real person because that's just where audio animatronic technology is. Overall, I think over time they're going to begin to change the other ones as well to begin to match that experience. Mm -hmm. I I don't think they're going to remain that way. I think little by little they're going to move them in a direction where they seem more lifelike and it really just seems like a bunch of actors around you versus audio animatronics. Really? You think that's going to I think that so. Way? I would think it would I think maybe they would have the same look or maybe even just look the same but maybe their movement will be more I don't lifelike. know, man. I mean, that's if you I think, think uh, have you seen Garner Holt's latest version of Abraham Lincoln? It's uncanny yeah. how real that thing looks, man. And so, I mean, remember squishy eyeballs? But you're only looking at you're only looking at <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. You're not looking at 119 different pirates and one of them is Johnny Depp and then one of them's a new redhead and the rest kind of look the same that's where it's if to change that many well I think be... what they'll do is they'll start by changing the ones that are in close proximity to the ones that look more realistic that way they don't have to change everything but at least those scenes will put you in the element of like oh wow this is really happening right now you know because you're right there are tons that they would have to change out but I just think that they are going to eventually move in a direction where they all end up looking a lot more lifelike, primarily because that's where the technology is taking us. Because, I mean, when you brought up Barbosa, to me, when you see Barbosa on the ship, I don't really think, oh, that's so lifelike as compared to Jack Sparrow. Yeah, but I think his I mean, movements, he, though. He looks more yeah, his yeah, move, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, he looks more of like the classic pirate, but his movements are right, obviously yeah. new. So that's why I'm saying I think maybe it'll be leaning more towards that way. But, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, how many people are going <laughs> to another uh, petition <laughs> to keep the pirates yeah, the same thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So I want to ask everybody what their favorite scene in the attraction is. I'd be curious to know. Hazen, do you have a? I have to think about uh, that. I'm one. just gonna go with the dog and the prisoners. I think the fact that they're yes, begging yes. for that key, and Aww. the dog is just kind of nonchalantly like, "What's up? Yeah, I got your key right here." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay. 
I also like how the prisoners in the far cell are basically yeah. trash talking them about how yeah. crappy they are right? at getting the dog to come so, to them. If I had to choose a scene, I mean, I think there's a lot. I mean, if I could swim, oh, if I could swim through the pirate money bin, that'd be pretty awesome. But overall, oh no, no. Are you just gonna say them all, Hazen? I'm just gonna say all of them. That way, you guys can't take any. <laughs> That scene with the pirates, it's my favorite. I'm going to officially change it to this, and I'll give you my reason why. The My favorite scene is actually the lightning scene with the skeleton driving the ghost the ship. Skeleton. Okay. And the reason that is my favorite part is because when I first started taking up photography, part of the reason I love photographing at Disneyland is because every lesson that I think you can learn, like major lesson you can learn for photography, you can learn at Disneyland, especially when it comes to night photography, because the dark rides are some of the Mm -hmm. most uh, difficult attractions to photograph uh, well, I think. And you have to have a really good handle on your equipment and know the basics of a photography triangle in order to be able to pull those types of shots off. And for a long time, it took me... I want to say maybe five years worth of shots. Uh, I I don't know the exact number, but it took me quite some time before I finally took a photograph that I was happy with, where it was in focus, where I had all of the elements lit up. And uh, I mean, I lost it, you know, when I first took that photograph because it was one of the first ones that I was able to pull off. And I was like that I could say that I was happy with right as a, artist i don't think i'm ever completely happy with my work uh but that was the first time i I remember feeling satisfied with like yeah i did that Mm." you know so uh yeah i'm gonna officially say that that's my favorite scene i well can i can we say two since i I said like 12 so go ahead yeah yeah go ahead (laughs) um well my honorable mention would go to uh the guy sleeping in the mud uh. with the pigs. And I just love the that little pig foot that kind of just twitches like every so often. Because <laughs> he's dreaming. Because he's dreaming. One of our puppies, Dash, he does that. He like twitches in his sleep. His little paws, they're so cute. I don't know why. I've always loved that. Even since I was a, a young child. <laughs> I love that mm-hmm. little pig foot. <laughs> Random. <laughs> anyway, and I think my favorite is the is it the trio singers with the donkey with the dog yeah Yeah. and Mm -hmm. the donkey and the dog they're all they're all there they're a quintet i love that scene yeah there they are (laughs) yeah it's a quintet (laughs) i just love that part when they do the little harmony part when Mm -hmm. the big the bigger guy holding his belly does the the harmony. Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) i like that part that's my favorite um for me i would say uh, up there would be the jail scene with the dog. Yeah, um, but I, I always think it's funny when uh, Carlos is going into the well and then the wife's like, don't be chicken. <laughs> always gets me. But no, one no, of my, no, no. <laughs> one of my favorite, and it's not even an animatronic, but when, before you get in, into that scene at the top left, there's that, the two guys sword fighting and you see just yes. the shadows moving. It's so cool. That is so good. And whenever it's working, it is awesome. But there's sometimes where I'm like, did they take a break? Are they on a 10 minute break? What's going on? Why are they not fighting each other? Yeah, but when that effect is working, that is just like, wow, so simple. But it is, yeah, that's, that is, I want to say that's my favorite when it's working. That's cool. 
Very cool. Well, you guys are all wrong. Um, <laughs> wow. The best scene in that ride to me. You're not wrong. You, your opinions are valid. I love you guys. But for me, I mean, I've always romanticized the idea of pirates and I love the idea and I love pirate movies and all of it. And to me, bottom line, the best thing about being a pirate is treasure. And that treasure room has mm-hmm. all of it. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I can't take my eyes off of that scene. Every time I ride through, it's just I see something new almost every time. It is yeah. so full. And as a set piece, that is one of the most magnificent set right. designs I've ever seen. It is detailed to the nth degree. And I totally admire it. I love the work that they put into that scene. And it just, I, uh, yeah, I want to touch it. I want to grab it. It's like the Cave of Wonders, like right there. <laughs> and it's so close. Like it seems so tantalizingly cool close. <laughs> I just, uh, uh, to me, that nothing tops that. I love every scene in that ride, but that scene is by far tops for me. I've painted it and drawn it a hundred times, and I'll probably do it a hundred more times. I was going to say, you know what's even better than that scene? Your painting. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, thank <laughs> yeah. you. No, I have to agree, man. The painting that, if you guys don't know, Gavin had done a piece for D23, and uh, he was featured at the 2017 D23 Expo. It was a piece called Not All Treasure is Gold. Uh, that's what it was called, right? Not, not all, no, not all treasure is silver and gold, mate. That's what it was called. And. Yep. There you go. Uh, I remember seeing it, and I think one of the funnest parts about that piece was the fact that you hid 50 objects, you know, yeah, to celebrate the so 50th cool. anniversary of Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, if you guys have not seen it but would love a copy of it, Gavin is actually selling some of this prints in his Etsy shop. And I'm going to put a link to that in the blog post for the episode. So podcasters.com slash 196. Uh, it is an amazing piece. Uh, I have a copy of it. Uh, and you guys will not regret it. This is like one of those pieces that – other Disney fans will come through and they'll see it and it's like, oh, look, there's like this from Indiana Jones. And then there's like that from Radio Springs Racers. Oh, my God, that's from Cars. Oh, my God, that's from Beauty and the Beast. It just keeps on giving. <laughs> Honestly, it really does keep on giving. It's an amazing it be a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, dude, seriously. Um, yeah, I'm going to put a link up to the Etsy shop if you guys want a copy of it. Uh, what are the sizes that are for sale right now, Gavin? Like. 16, get, 16 by 20, um, right? Yeah, the full size is 16 by 20. The small size is 8 by 10. And each of them does come with a small print of it. And on the back of it is a key to all 50 oh, nice. treasures that you can nice. find within yeah. the piece. So What's your favorite one? You can use that, it to cheat. Your My favorite, favorite one uh, in there um, is probably Jafar's staff. I really like how that one turned out. Nice. Yeah, again, the entire piece is incredible. There are so many things from so many Disney films and attractions in the park. <laughs> it you're going to have some fun and if you can make you can make it a game, right? Mm-hmm. You can ha- invite people over, get the 16 by 20, hang it up, it's like poster size and then be like, "All right guys, first one to find all 50 has to buy pizza." I mean, it's... <laughs> the first one to find all yeah, 50. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, you know. <laughs> so nobody's going to find it. <laughs> I only found 49. Guess no oh. pizza. <laughs> you never know. Somebody might hear you wrong and be like, I found them all. Yes, you get the pizza. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Ooh, that would be a cool puzzle, too. 
Oh, like, wow. Like, puzzle, Dude, puzzle. Gavin, let's Not sell a it as a puzzle. A puzzle puzzle. A puzzle puzzle. All Two right. puzzles in one. <laughs> Dude, seriously. Okay, you know what? I'm going to talk to Gavin about this. And I don't know, man. I think this would make a wonderful puzzle. Good That'd job, cool, BJ. Cool one. Good idea. Good idea. All right, guys. I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. What do you guys think? Man. We had a hearty discussion about pirates. <laughs> it looks like you'd be punny as well, mate. Uh, but there is one thing I would like to note as a part of our discussion. There is one thing that will be tragically lost when uh, the redhead scene changes, and that is Alice Davis's dress and that oh, costume. Yeah. She has stated that that is her very favorite thing that she designed costume-wise for Disney. So it will be sad that we will lose that. Maybe they'll repurpose it and reuse it somewhere else, and we'll yeah, still be able to say, see maybe it. The, maybe it'll go into the Disney Family Museum sure. or something, because yeah. it's yeah. a wonderful piece of Disney heritage. And that is the one thing to me that, that will be a little sad to say goodbye to. But that, yeah. I just wanted to save that for the end, because ultimately I'm excited to see the new change. Yeah. Now it's going to be a game of where's the dress? Yeah, <laughs> I bet you the guy balancing all the hats, it'll be on oh, top of that. Oh, that would be cool. If it's like draped over cool. one of his arms. I yeah, hope it's go. not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, before we close up shop for today, I just want to remind you guys that this episode of Pocketeers is brought to you by listeners just like you. We like to call those listeners our fairy godparents. And if you would like to become a fairy godparent of our podcast, you can do so for as little as $1 a month. But if you sign up for at least a $5 contribution monthly, you also get the exclusive Podcateers Fairy Godparent button. Uh, we're also working on having more things available for uh, other tiers in the future. So keep an eye out for those. More information is available over at podcasters.com slash FGP. And as always, a big shout out and thank you goes out to the FGP squad for their additional support. If you guys shop on Amazon, a great way to support the podcast is by starting off that journey at podcasters.com slash Amazon. There you're going to find a big old button. When you click on it, it'll take you over to Amazon with our special link. And anything that you purchase may earn us a small commission as a thank you from you, from Amazon, and from those extra few clicks that you went through to help us out. And to the people that are doing that, thank you guys. It really does help at the end of the month. And uh, if you guys want to find us on any of the social networks, Podcateers is how you will find us. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Vero, and on YouTube. Make sure that you also head over to the podcateers.com slash team page if you want to see any of our personal social links. So you can follow me, Gavin, Melissa, or DF2, Disney for Two. I'm trying to be cool about this, guys. And wow. uh, like, you'll see our YouTube channel, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to be <gasps> hip, guys. You know, <laughs> I'm trying to be hip and cool because, you know, I want to be like you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I want to be like you. you talk and like on us? that note, <laughs> here's to be your shoes and Mickey ears. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Adios. Arr. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about yes. pirates most of the time. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>